Da 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 Go get your freedom back. Welcome to the Freedom Girls Sisterhood. I'm Dawn Scott Damon, your freedom coach. As a life coach, author, pastor, emotional and spiritual health advocate, I'm dedicated to helping you live a full, fierce and free life. As a survivor of childhood trauma, I know what it takes to overcome obstacles and fears and insecurities, and I'm here to coach you do the same so you can reach your goals and dreams and realize your beautiful future. Join me in the sisterhood. Today's show is sure to change your life. So stay tuned because it's freedom time. Good afternoon, Miss Dawn Scott Damon, my freedom coach. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? Good afternoon. Good to see you today. Today we're going to be talking about joy. Yes. Okay. That is one of the seven power emotions. Mm -hmm. I've just been learning about this, learning more about it. I'm reading it and I'm like, yes. You know how something just settles inside and you're like, that is totally true. There's nothing like that you don't feel it's, it just settles in and you're like, yep, mm-hmm. that is so true. Yes. And as I'm reading it, I'm thinking, yeah, but. Well, first of all, I'm interrupting you, but tell what reading you're reading it where, what are you reading? Oh, I mean, I'm I know- reading You're funny. La 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 la. My favorite book in the world. <laughs> Fear and challenge 60 days to untie the cords that bind you. You know, reading. There it is. You can see it's, it's not very old, but it's a little raggedy, but it's because I use it a lot. Um, and I love it. It's, it's, it, plus you use picture things and stuff like that in there, stories. And- do a lot of word pictures and stories. You know, it's a lot of metaphors. I think that when you tell a story or you show a picture, it really drives it home. I think that's why Jesus taught in parables, you know, because our, when, especially if you're a visual person and you can get a picture of that, for me anyways, that's where I go, yes, oh, okay, I get it. That that's makes sense. Everything clicks for me in pictures. You know, this is my good friend. I, cartoons are my favorite things to watch. I like stories. I like pictures. Things, pictures are good for me. I get things quicker that way. I know this. I don't think I really know the definition of joy when I, I understand the words intellectually and I understand the concept of it. I know that it's different than happy, not mm-hmm. circumstantial. Happy, circumstantial. Joy really isn't. Correct. I know these words. So I, but I'm missing it somewhere. Help me coach. (laughs) Well, first of all, um, no, you're not missing it. You're just getting a a greater revelation of it as uh, it unfolds before you. But like you said, happiness, you know what? I don't give a bad rap to happiness. I feel like happiness has been beat up on and everybody talks about happiness, but happiness is a wonderful emotion. It's a beautiful state of mind. Who doesn't want to be happy? We all do. Happiness, that feeling of fulfillment and happiness is a great present, but it is, it is a state and it is an emotion. And because it's a state of mind or an emotion, it comes and it goes. And sometimes that happiness is based on, hey, I love this hamburger that I'm eating right now. It makes me happy. And we do the happy dance. Sometimes it's, I love the weather. I love the sunshine. I love this moment. I'm happy. But when that moment changes, then, you know, happiness can also go with it. So happiness isn't a bad thing. It's just not enough. Joy is a deposit. It's a supernatural 
gift of God that resident is resident. It's an indwelling commodity that lives in believers. And uh, joy is something that God gives us. And because it's something God gives us, no one can take it away. However, as we've heard in perhaps cliche, but we can give it away. We can lose our joy because we allow the joy suckers of life to come and suck our joy away from us and we don't contend for our joy your book says the the joy suckers of stress frustrated people work money or other circumstances they zap our joy yes and really what it is is when you get your focus on those things and off of the source of joy which is god when we take our eyes off whatever wherever focus goes energy flows and so if i'm looking at the stressful circumstance if i'm thinking about my pocketbook and i don't have enough money my bank account i'm empty this person's mad at me uh, my health isn't where i want it to be and i and i focus on that and i ruminate on that that joy is literally going to be sucked away from me because what's the greatest thing in my mind right now is the um, comfort, the discomfort that I'm having, the disease, the disease that I'm experiencing. And so then the other emotions come and crowd out joy. Sadness comes, fear comes, depression comes, apathy comes. I freeze or I fight and flight. Those things start happening body, soul, and spirit. I've been focusing on the wrong thing. And so now I'm experiencing a plethora of negative emotion. And I've given my joy over. I've given it away to the, the world. I've given it to the enemy. I've, I've allowed the flesh to take control and the carnal part of me. And so I've lost my joy. Yep. So there we are in that place where you may be striving to do the good and the right. And yet something, something's missing right there. Mm-hmm. Then what's the next step? When we finally figure out, okay, this joy thing, there's more to it than I'm, than I'm getting. And it, clearly, what I've learned in the Freedom Challenge 60 Days on Untie the Cards of I do is... <laughs> shameless, <laughs> shameless pu- plug. Do it again. <laughs> is that, I mean, like, the pages are filled with the word choice and choose. And, um, and I, so, of course, I was bristling under some of this while I was reading it because... Sure. You know, you don't have a choice about the things sometimes life throws at you. Right. And you don't have a choice if you're, if you, let me talk to people with PTSD and trauma, that triggers, you have no choice about triggers. They come, the choice comes after you know their triggers, what to, how to go, where do you go, north or south with those things. That's a process. It's a learning thing. But the joy thing, you know, it, it can be stolen away from your children, your loved ones who don't even mean to do anything, but people are calling on you for things and it's nonstop and there's no space. And, and so then it becomes a deeper reservoir that you have to go to. Well, that's exactly it. You've got to go deep. And here's the thing. Um, really joy, the source of joy is Jesus Christ. It is God in our lives. The Bible says in Psalm 16, verse 11, uh, King David says, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So the presence of the Lord brings joy. Being in his presence. 
understand that I don't have joy in my life because everything is perfect or because everything is going good. I, you can have joy in your life and be standing in a hospital room saying goodbye to a loved one. You can have joy in your life living on you know very small means. You don't have to have millions of dollars. You can have joy in your life and be going through a divorce. We, we think that is a paradox, but it's not. Or, or maybe it is a paradox. It's just not conflicting because I can have joy, this indwelling person of the Lord Jesus Christ bringing me joy, which comes from the word Cairo, C-H-A-R-O, which means delight, satisfaction, joy, contentment. Paul says, I found the secret of being content or having joy in every situation. But beyond that, it, it comes from the root word, which comes from the word grace or favor. You have joy because God's favor rests on you. You have joy because God's grace is upon you and that grace is his supernatural ability to overcome any circumstance his grace his joy is upon my life and so i can face anything and i go deep into that reservoir that you were talking about and i find out that you know what god in your presence let the whole world be taken from me but but not you god and when i just make that connection which which if you're not used to making the connection with God, that's really what happens. You get disconnected from the head. You get disconnected. Nothing else works. And joy comes when I get tap into that depth inside of me and go, Lord, you said you'll never forsake me. You'll never leave me. You're here with me. Let me just quiet down a moment and let me just fill that fountain that's within me. Let me experience that presence that you bring, that you're with me, Lord, and I'm not going to be afraid. And I'm hurting. I'm hurting like crazy, but God, you've got me and I'm going to rest in this and I'm going to trust in this. So beckons us, trust beckons us to go deeper in God and say, you know what, you can rest, be still and know that he is God and the joy begins to bubble up. Um, I'm preaching here just for a moment. I'll say one more thing and then I'll, I'll let you. Right. Amen, sister. <laughs> I'll let you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, very often in the Bible, you'll see that the frail human man or woman, the, the humanity, the person, whenever they would come in contact with God, they would recognize their wretchedness. And you think about Peter, and he sees this miracle catch of fish after Jesus tells him to let down his net, and he's pulling in this. And what he does, he let goes of the net, at let, let's go of the net and drops it and runs to the feet of Jesus and he and he bows before him and he says, depart from me. I am a sinful man. Depart from me. And what Jesus does is he redirects his gaze. He says, Peter, don't look at yourself right now. You are forgiven. And, and he says, fear not. Look at me. When Isaiah in the Old Testament is in the presence of God, he says, woe to me, I'm, I'm an unclean man. I live among people that are unclean. I have unclean lips. And God says through the angel, he says, your sins are atoned for. Your guilt is taken away. He redirects the gaze. When Paul said, I am the chief of sinners. I'm the least of the apostles. I don't even deserve to be named among them. God said, I have called you. My grace is sufficient for you. So whenever 
we start to focus on something, guilt, regret, sorrow, depression, our sin, our, some shame that we're struggling with, our inadequacies. You know what God does? He says, wait, hold it. Let me redirect your focus. I want you to look at me. That's where your joy is. I don't want you to look out there and see all those things. Israel, when, when they heard the word of God after being held captive and in Babylon for such a long time, and the, the temple was being restored and the walls were built, and Nehemiah began to read the word that they hadn't heard and over, they began to weep and mourn because they felt so ashamed of their behavior. And Nehemiah said, no, 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 no. This day is holy unto the Lord. Do not cry, rejoice, for the joy of the Lord will be your strength. And he redirects their focus and their gaze. So what am I saying today? So joy comes in the presence of God when we redirect our focus. We get them off of our problem and onto the problem solver. We get them off of our circumstance and onto the stance. We're going to stand because God is good. We get them off of our lack and get it onto his provision and who he is. Joy comes because in his presence is fullness of joy. I mean, right? Yes. Wow. So joy is an emotion. It's a power emotion. Yep. But the emotion part, which has its serves its purpose, very important, blah, blah. Yes. But there's also the part of joy where it is, it is just standing regardless of yeah. the feeling because sometimes you don't always feel joy. Right. And I think that joy, um, joy is evidence of the presence of God. You know, have you ever felt afraid before? And um, I mean, creeped out, afraid or, or, or something just grips you and you in that moment, do you know that the presence of Satan or the presence of evil is nearby? And then you begin to do warfare, you plead the blood of Jesus, or you speak the name of Jesus. So we identify that fear is an emotion, but it's also a presence, isn't it? It's also a spirit. Right. Um, Right. right, So in like manner, joy is a presence. Joy is a person. Joy is a manifestation of Jesus. He brings joy. And so when I'm in his presence, I begin to feel it. Have you ever just all of a sudden had this wave of joy come over you before and you, you just kind of want to look up and you want to say, I feel the presence of the Lord right now. God is near. An angel flew by. I mean, I don't know what it is, but um, it's evidence of the presence of God or you begin to read the word and this wave comes over you and it's like, that brings my heart such joy amidst my pain or amidst my confusion. So yeah, it's an emotion, but it's more than that. It's got substance to it. And it definitely, um, yep. it definitely is our strength. It's, it's the experience we were just talking about is the moments when you feel like you've been slapped with the angel's wings or whatever, you know, the, <laughs> you know the flutter, whatever you, they will slap me. Probably, flutter, but, you know, it was a flutter. Flutter against you. Uh, you know, <laughs> but there's, also, this happened to me very, very recently where I, it was just silent in my place, which I do a lot. I just have absolute silence in here a lot of the time lately. And I was listening to a coaching tape. And after that, my next thought wasn't, let me go listen to a bunch of 
praise and worship music mostly because I wasn't even in the mood to be coached in the coaching thing. But, but I did my thing. I did the things right as my coach Monica says, I did the things. And then right after the coaching tape and I was cleaning and stuff. So I was listening to the coaching and right after that came Joyce Meyer. I don't often listen to her, but um, I mean, I do, I really, I really like her, her, her motivational stuff is good. And then right after that was music. And so started out with, um, you know, Chris Tomlin. And, and then before I knew it, I was thinking, okay, somehow in the last 15 minutes, I feel better. My mm-hmm. feelings actually changed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do anything to look for them to change. I was annoyed <laughs> in the beginning. And then I was less annoyed for sure. And then I was like, okay, pay attention here now, Wanda. There was something that just happened here. So I'm going to push my button here to continue on with the music that I was listening to. And in just a matter, literally a matter of just like five minutes, I caught myself singing and flopping to the music. And I was thinking, okay, now I'm annoying myself because I'm not annoyed anymore. I was like, okay, so I could totally be like, yeah, oh yeah, well, that ain't good enough. You know, I'm I'm not happy enough or it's not it. I'm not whatever. But the fact of the matter is that I was feeling joyful. I was actually feeling joyful. My mood, my feelings changed when I was careful enough to make sure I was listening to the right things, reading the right things. Of course, this is the Bible in, in, in coach speak. Okay. Coaching form. Straight up. Yep. Um, Yep. And, and, that, and this is always alongside my devotionals first, but, but I'm, all I'm saying is there were things I got, he made choices about Dawn yes. and I didn't know I could do that before, you right. know? And so actually I wasn't feeling all that joyful and then it changed. Mm-hmm. Amen. It works. I and mean, you know, it does work. Um, and you don't even have to be a believer for this to work. It certainly makes much more sense if, if right. you have Christ in your life, but people can change their state and their mood by changing physiology, you know, and exercising and thinking on things that are good and pure and right, but they don't get, they don't get the spiritual oil, if you will, the connection thing you were talking about, that presence of God. So they can change their state, but that real essence of the peace of Christ, that joy. And sometimes that joy can bubble up like it did for you and you right, can right. whistling and singing and yeah. kind of like that fountain that bubbles up, mm-hmm. um, splashing contentment all over you. Sometimes it's peaceful like a river and it's just, it is well with my soul. You know, where we begin to feel that joy, it's, it's soothing, it's comforting, but we can choose it. We can choose, and it's really more like a release valve. The joy is resident within us, and we get to release that joy coming to us, through us, and for us when we focus on what's true, what's right, what's noble, what's good, what's pure. That's what the Bible tells us to do in Philippians, right? Whatever is true and worthy. And then joy, we know, is a fruit of the Spirit, so the outgrowth of doing the thing doing the work, doing the stuff that you know causes the right fruit to grow, then all of a sudden now the joy comes and pops out as fruit in your life. And so it's hard to conceal that joy when it's hanging off the tree. That fruit is there and it's contagious. And it's not, it's it's hard to conceal it. And 
sometimes you don't even know it looks that way to other people and other people are telling you, wow, right. You look like you've had a really great day or whatever. You sound great. How are you? And really nothing in particularly spectacular happened that day, except that like you were able to stay above me, able to stay above the stuff, mm-hmm. you know, the junk and, mm-hmm. um, and it's a new space for mm-hmm. me to occupy there. Yeah. Um, and it's a choice, which is a trip. And there's so many yeah. things. It's mindfulness, I mean, it. being very yeah, aware and intentional about making those choices. Um, yeah. You talk about the book a lot, the Freedom Challenge, and uh, under that chapter towards the end of the 60 days, I think it might be day 57 or something, I'm not sure. But we talk about joy, and I just want to read this because this is, uh, I think, really helps, gives perspective. We've been given the Holy Spirit to awaken our dead spirit. That's joy. We've been justified and delighted in, adopted as his children. That's joy. We are co-heirs with Jesus Christ. That's joy. We've been given his holy word, revealing the infinite riches of the mystery found in the gospel. That's joy. We've been given unlimited personal access to the king of the universe. That's joy. We've been set free from the bondage of slavery, from the pursuit of a better self, affirmed by others, the fleeting pleasures of the world. We've been set free from performance-based moral religion. That's joy. So we can choose joy on a regular basis because we have so many things to be thankful for and joyful about. But again, it isn't just that we have things to be joyful about. It's that we have the person of joy dwelling on the inside of us. That's, and that's the, I think the difference is that, like, you know, it's a different thing when you look at a, a painting of a, a Monet or Picasso or something, but how much cooler would it be to have Picasso or Monet standing right next to you as you were looking at the painting? You know, <laughs> it's like, we know the creator of joy. Yeah. He like hangs inside of us, you know, he yeah, created right? joy. Right. That is so cool. It's so pop. You know, so, so, cool. so awesome. Yes. And um, let me, let me just give a few things about joy just for a moment. Um, we talked about it earlier, but joy, God gave it to us. We didn't create our own joy. We didn't muster it up. We didn't produce it. Just like you were saying, God gave it to us. And so you can see that in the book of Romans 15, verse 13, it says, now to the God who fills you with hope and peace and all joy to him be the glory. So God gives us joy. And the second thing we want to just say again and reiterate is since God gave us joy, the God, God gave it to us, the world can't take it away. So no one can steal your joy. So, but be careful that you guard your heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart for out of it flows the wellspring of life. Well, what is the wellspring of life if not joy? So guard your heart because... Your your joy is there, and if you don't guard, you're gonna you're gonna give your joy away. So when I would just and talk about, go ahead. Just for a second, for yeah. me, I give my joy away with my words, mm. my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I may not even have to say a word or do anything. My mm-hmm. thoughts, though, can give my joy away because I start to think about lies, or I I autom- whatever the the case is, 
the battle is in there, you know, and yeah. I'm fighting the lies with the truth. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so my battle is lost in my own head sometimes. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. Welcome so, to the yeah, human condition. Yeah. Right? You think about joy, like when I think about it, if you watch the wrong thing on TV, if you watch too much of the naysaying and the news and the fighting and the bickering, if you focus on the condition of the world, you can lose your joy. If you focus on your past failures, you'll, you'll lose your joy. If you look too far out in the future and worry about it and, and, and think, how am I going to do this? And where am I going to go? And what, how am I, gonna? you can lose your joy. If you let the people of this world that just, say the wrong thing at the wrong time. If you let them get to you, you can lose your joy. And so, you know, we have an obligation to, right, to guard our heart because out of it flows the wellspring of life. So be careful what we look at and who we spend time with and how much, you know, that those things really, they, they do affect us. You might watch a scary show or watch the news or, and pretty soon, you know, you start feeling kind of depressed and down or you're scrolling, doom scrolling, they say, you know, through yeah. Facebook. And all of a sudden you just feel really sad and you think, what's happening? I let the door open and my, and my joy is trickling out because it's being sucked out by all those things that I, I just focused on. Yep, absolutely. I've, I've had to be really careful in the last couple months in particular with my, what I'm watching and listening to and so I'm not watching anything like that and I don't I can't be listening to certain kinds of music I came to the conclusion that I love some of my old music love some of my old music however I have found that sometimes it leads to trains of thought Yes. Mm -hmm. That do not benefit me anymore. And that's yeah. not who I am anymore. Right. Those are dangerous places for me. So I can't even do that. So I haven't been doing any of that. Um, mm -hmm. I've been really, really careful and intentional about those things. My life isn't perfect, but I'll tell you something. I don't even know how it all happened, but I feel different. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you know this a year yeah. ago, even just a year ago, the mm -hmm. things that are happening right now would have taken me out. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, well, I'm just transformation. saying, I'm, it's, it's just yeah. different and it's a real thing. It's so, real the, thing. you know, God's word tells us in Romans, be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's what the book is all about. It's a, it's how we, we say, okay, I know that I can be transformed by renewing my mind. How do I renew my mind? Well, the scriptures do that, but we don't read them maybe in a organized way or we don't know where to start. We can be made new by the renewing of our mind. And that means rewiring the reconditioning or the reconstruction. So we're restructuring our brain and that neuroplasticity. And we're letting all of the way God created us, to allowing it to work. And that's what you've been doing. And you can see it. Yeah, you're getting well, the results. You know, I know that, that we can do those things, make new neural pathways and create new habits and new thoughts and that I, I know today what I didn't know even even six months ago I, I didn't quite get it until I did this again <laughs> that my words your words our words can create our well certainly our thoughts but they can change our life yeah our, our thoughts and our words can change our life mm -hmm. okay and that's just that's just fact that's right and if you're smart and you listen to everyone else 
who around you or who you're watching do those things, live that life, have that peace, have that joy, do their thing, do it well. And if you listen to these people, Don Scott Damon, Freedom Coach, you all say the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you cannot be all crazy because no. you're all doing the thing where that people, you're a coach for a reason. People want to know how you got there. How do you do what you do? Help me do get there. Well, you do it clearly, you do it through your words and your thought. I'm just saying, yep. who knows? It's so tied together, isn't it? And so this kind of brings us full circle back to the thing of joy that, you know, and you're talking about you're not watching TV or listening to certain music and stuff. It's like, that's not what I want to feed my spirit. That's not what I want to put inside of me because just like physical food, there are certain foods that you can eat physically that will bring you results and give you good health and good skin and energy and resilience in your immune system. And then there's other things that you can eat and they're going to really be detrimental to you and not healthy. Well, it's the same way, right? In the spirit realm and um, in this, in the nat, in the spiritual realm. And so it's important what you feed yourself and what you put in and that dictates your emotions. And when you, when you have the right emotions, you have the right feelings and you do the right things. But when you say the wrong thing and you feel the wrong thing, then you do the wrong thing. And then you feel guilty because you did the wrong thing. And then it just and then regret, <laughs> which is a horrifying thing. Oh regret. goodness. Awful. You know, another thing, let me just say real quick is um, someone asked me my, she said, you know what? Let me ask you something. She goes, you just, how can you feel? You can't feel like a loser when you have people around you. And this again is something the coaches always say when you have people around you who feed that part of you, who are like-minded, who are kindred spirits and you're going North, you're going true North. You don't want to spend time fiddling around in the middle or going South. You want to go North. You're moving you're moving and you have friends that are speaking into your life. You really have to think about when you say stuff like, you know, you're a loser or what, anything like that. Think about who you have surrounding you in your life. And that should help you realize, no, you're not. I mean, because you can't collect people, the people I have in my life, you cannot just collect them and, and you and having people around you that are speaking life to you, the truth, whether you like it or not, that too. I have a good group of friends around me who will tell me the truth it's all freedom. It's all, all that stuff right there. Yeah, absolutely. It's all true. And it's all truth is freedom. Amen, sister. You're talking about being around people and that bring you joy. They bring the best out of you. They make your spirit leap. They get, they cause dreams and promises to, to come up and hope to spring up. Remember John the Baptist's birth was being foretold by the angel. And then shortly after that, the angel went to Mary and told her that she was going to be pregnant with the Messiah. And so Mary takes off right away and runs to this hill country to see her cousin Elizabeth. And when she walked into the door, Elizabeth said, whoa, the baby inside of me just leaped for joy. I love that part of the story isn't it fabulous isn't that pretty cool and so it's like okay I want to be around that kind of person I want to be around the person first of all the first point is Jesus in his presence there's fullness of joy John the Baptist even when he was an embryo was in the presence of Jesus and he had fullness of joy he left that's really good 
But secondly, I'm preaching. But secondly, I want to be around somebody who's carrying Jesus and carrying joy. And I want to be that for someone else that I make their spirit leap and they make my spirit leap. And I want to have that joy in my life. I want to bring that joy to other people in my life. And if we keep thinking or we keep saying about ourselves, we're a loser, we're a loser, we're a loser. And we look around, we got all these great people in our lives. One of two things is going to happen. Either we're going to recognize that we're great too, or they're going to believe, you know what? You're a loser. Maybe you are a loser. And I don't, don't we want to choose joy in our life? What about the woman who's listening today and maybe you've lost your joy somewhere along the line and you need to get into the presence of someone who will make the promise, the seeds that are in you of greatness leap again and have joy again to come out of that depression, come out of that place of weariness and sorrow and come out of that place of fear and that place of apathy and just begin to dream again and believe again and grab onto that joy, snatch it back. That joy is for you. Jesus wants to give it to you. We want to pray for you today and just simply by saying, Jesus, would you just flood my sister or my brother, whoever's listening to this, would you just flood them with your presence? Because in your presence, Lord, is fullness of joy. Would you begin, God of all comfort, would you begin to lift them up out of their circumstance and show them they have a stance. They can stand on you. Mm. You are a firm foundation. Would you lighten their load and take their burden, God, and walk with them? Turn on the light, get them out of darkness and show them the truth, the way. It's all about you, Jesus, this season. And I thank you for doing that for them. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. And uh, just don't don't sign off yet, everybody, because in just a moment, you're going to hear about how to find us and our websites. And yes, throw that up there again one more time. The Freedom freedom Challenge, 60 Days to Untie the Cords that Bind You. Yeah. People, life-changing, transformative. Next month. Again, third time. So we're going to do a um, we're going to do a collaborative 60 day freedom challenge for all of you who want to join us. We're going to do it online. And secondly, great announcement, the men's freedom challenge coming to you. We got to get these men free too, Wanda. That's right. This is Don Scott Damon saying it's freedom time. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us today. If this has helped you, be sure to subscribe and like us, write a review and share this with someone else. You can learn more about the Freedom Girl Sisterhood by going to freedomgirlsisterhood.com. If you'd like to know more about me, Pastor Dawn, my speaking engagements or my books, you can find me at dawnscottdamon.com. This is your Freedom Coach saying, peace out. Go get your freedom, girl.